man. May I have your attention, please? It's time for the final countdown. The show starts in 10. But this isn't Eric Watts or Greg Gagne. 
This is Kenny by God Omega. Wow, I, uh, I just completely fell asleep standing up. I didn't retain any of that. But here's the thing, John. I'm not sure what's weirder, the fact that you manipulated a 10-year-old Kenny Omega or that the adult Kenny Omega is still letting it happen. Whoa, 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 hey, you think you know me? Huh? You think you know me, punk? You know what? You want to talk about family? You want to be personal? You know what? I got something I'm going to do about that. Pull my scarf! You want to talk about family, Christian? This is making me very upset. What's going on here? Excalibur. What you're going to find out at All Out is what I knew 25 years ago and what the world is going to see at All Out that when Christian Cage stands next to Kenny Omega, you are what you've been your entire career. Second best. It's on. Oh, the, look at this, Brandon Cutler. That's spraying the eyes of Christian Cage. Out of the eyes is right, and now they stomp down. And Don Callis. What the hell is Callis doing? Disgusting human being. But the elite hunter, Frankie Kazarian. Kazarian didn't come empty-handed either. And look at Omega and the rest just scatter like cockroaches. You sound great in Milwaukee tonight! This has been one of the biggest weeks in AEW history. Everybody has been celebrating this week! Everybody, except for me. Because last week, when I had the chance to end the five labors of Jericho by beating MJF, I didn't. I lost. For the third time, I lost to MJF. And even worse, I tapped out. And it's been driving me crazy. I've been obsessing about it all week. I've been losing sleep and people have been saying, why is it bothering you so much? You're Chris Jericho. And my response is, it's bothering me so much because I am Chris Jericho. And I have always strived to be better, strive to stay on top, even if it meant getting hit over the head by light bulb tubes, being powerbombed 15 times in the ring. People say, why do you put yourself in that position? And the answer is, because I have to. It's who I am. It's what I do. But the fact that I failed to beat MJF has been driving me literally crazy. It's a mantra inside my head. It's an earworm that won't go away. Beat MJF, beat MJF, beat MJF, beat MJF, beat MJF, beat MJF. and I have it! 
And the thing is, Max, you know this, until this ends, I'll just keep attacking you every single week in the ring, backstage, at your house, any chance I get until it's over. I don't give a shit. And that's why I have a proposal for you on a way that we can end this. So if you come out here right now, I'll be happy to fill you in. Oh my God, don't invite that creeping out here. All right, I hope you're listening backstage because I think you're gonna want to hear this. This is my proposal. I'm proposing one more match. One final fight at All Out on September 5th. And I've been thinking about this long and hard, and I'm serious when I say this. If I can't beat MJF, maybe I don't belong in AEW anymore. It's inside my head if I can't beat MJF. Maybe I don't deserve to be the champion anymore. So this is what I propose. If you beat me, MJF, I will go to that commentary table full time on Rampage. Hell, maybe someday I'll commentate Dynamite as well. Because if you beat me, I will never wrestle in AEW again. Wow. That's heavy, fellas. I'll yeah. say it twice. If you beat me, I will never wrestle in AEW again. MJF, if you want to prove that you're better than me, you're going to have to damn well get rid of me, and this is your chance. What do you say? Well, it sounds as if we may get Cut my music! Cut my music! Christopher, Christopher, between you and me, this is kind of getting a little embarrassing, but I mean, seriously, you know, when I heard you say my name in the back, I couldn't help but think to myself, just leave me alone, man. Go away. You know, Chris, you might have these people fooled, but I'm not an idiot like all these people in Milwaukee. No, no. See, I see right through you, Chris. The reason you keep coming back to me over and over again is because over a year ago, you saw my meteoric rise to the top and you realized if you wanted to stay relevant, you needed a rub from the youngest and fastest rising star in the history of professional wrestling. Well, guess what, Chris? Your cash cow? Daddy's all out of milk. Hell, my udders are sore, and that is precisely why. After last week, I made a promise to myself when I tapped you out faster than somebody listening to a Fozzie CD. That I would never wrestle you again. However, 
ever. While it is incredible to be able to look at every single one of these people, while it is incredible to be able to look at every single one of you haters watching me in your living rooms and say, I tapped out Chris Jericho. That's cool. But being able to say that I ended Chris Jericho. Now that's legendary. So you know what, Chris? You want the match? You got it! But, 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 but. I want you to really consider this, Chris. I want you to really mull this one over because you are putting your in-ring career on the line against the same man who has mopped the floor with you not once, not twice, but three times. You sure you want this match, bud? Because if I were you, I wouldn't because I'm better than you. And you know it. And the tone changed. This is almost cold in here now. I'm a wrestling announcer, but I'm a wrestling fan first. And just like all of you, on Friday night, we all witnessed one of the greatest moments we have ever been a part of. Everybody ready? We are ready to do it again. Here is the best in the world, C.M. Hawk! This young man is young, and my eyes is young. 
best is yet to come from the best in the world. And we know that on Sunday, September 5th, he will be going one-on-one -on -one with Darby Allen live on pay-per-view. All right. What an honor it is to share the ring with this man now. You, have, you were out for a long time, and I know these fans are glad you were back. Listen to this. What is the one thing that brought you back in the ring here in AEW? You can name one thing. I can't hear you, Tony. They can, I can tell you that. Can I just, you're just a little too loud. Can I? I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I want all that and more, but. This man here needs to ask a question. What's the one thing, more than any, that brought you back after all these years not being with us in the ring? Somebody over here said it. It's Penta El Cerro Miedo. It's Ray Phoenix. It's Brian Pillman Jr. It's Jungle Boy. But before all those young names, there's one guy. So I'm gonna go ahead and retire the nickname Voice of the Voiceless because I don't need to be that anymore. This place has a voice and there's people back there that listen. You know why I'm here. Darby Allen, I watch you, I see you. You're reckless to a point of destruction like you just want to end yourself and I sit back and I look at a guy like you and I look at all the other young talent here in AEW and I say can CM Punk still go? Does CM Punk still have what it takes? Can CM Punk still be the best in the world? And if the answer is yes it starts with Darby Allen because I look at Darby and I see somebody that would have been my favorite wrestler when I was 15 years old. I look at Darby Allen and I see myself. He's somebody that doesn't necessarily fit the mold of what somebody else thinks a professional wrestler is. Darby's not the biggest, he's not the strongest, but God damn it, he's got heart.
And if I'm going to answer those questions to myself, can you still go? Can you still be the best? Can you still be the best in the world? somebody else's shtick and you might just be need to be a little bit more patient okay September 5th all out it's me and you Darby Allen and it's a lot less about proving the haters wrong and it's more about proving myself right One more thing, I just want to say hi to my beautiful wife sitting at home. I love you, April. Best in the world. CM Punk, September 5th, guys, against Darby Allen back in his home in Chicago. JR All Out just keeps getting bigger and bigger. I can't wait to be there. Crowd, live crowd. Sold out, passion, enthusiasm. It may be a, for me and my stage of this game, a life-changing experience on Sunday. Sundays of uh, August or September. September 5th live on pay-per-view. Love it. TV, Bleacher Report, all out. You do not want to miss it. Bigger way to watch the pay-per-view. You'll, you'll never regret it. CM Punk's return to the ring for the first time in over seven years. We're just over a week away, JR. Punk's got a lot of contacts here in Milwaukee, trained here uh, during the early part of his MMA career. So I have Duke Rufus it's down the road here from the UWM Panthers Arena. Boy, it's just the, the feeling, the emotions to see this man. He's a very special human being. I had the opportunity to sit down and do a long-form one-on-one interview with him uh, not that long ago, a few hours since we are talking. That interview will actually be a part of the countdown to All Out, airing next Friday night immediately after AEW Rampage. Well, he's, he's honest to a fault. Let me just say that. It's one of the most compelling sit-downs I've ever had. And JRCM Punk, the best in the world, but cannot leave this man out of that conversation. I am talking about the undefeated TNT champion, Miro. I love these moments. How's it feel to be a pro wrestling fan, ladies and gentlemen?
BS and that's bullshit in the morning, or am I tripping? I mean, or is it really I mean, bullshit in the morning on my end? <laughs> what, what in the world is going on here? It's 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 me. It's Christopher Ams. That's A M B S, uh, like lambs with Noel or bullshit first thing in the morning. God, I missed saying that. And also, I'm here with my co-host Jimmy T. Jimmy, um, are you in a concentration camp or? I believe I am. But, but in this case, no more. <laughs> we're, yes, and believe it or not, yes, we're back together. You're hearing right. It is me, Jimmy T, and that is Christopher Ams, and that's AMBS for Bullshit in the Morning, right? And that's L, like lamb, right? Yeah. But without yeah. the L. That's right. Like lambs, <laughs> so, but like lambs, but without the L. But yeah, man, after two years, I feel like I'm still in lockdown. Can you believe that shit? Bruh, I like lockdown, bro. <laughs> I, honestly, dude, like, I I can't I can't like imagine what you're going through in Australia right now. And I was reading like, I was reading this like this article, this news article the other day that was out of Australia, and it said that um, the government is building temporary housing facilities that are portable. And I'm like, do, do you mean camps? 
<laughs> do you mean they're, do you mean they're building camps? Because like, because like you know we've done this show about the Germans before, you know, yeah. and like you know like I'm half German, right? Like my last name is German, right. and it's like That's right. when people start talking about building camps, I'm like, but don't dude, do that, dude. Dude, we'll get this right. 9 p.m. is the curfew time to get home, right? Fuck that shit. I'm still out and about, dude. I, I kid you not. I still go cruising around. It's the best, man. No one's around, right? But then again, in some areas, there's people still driving, bro. I went to Mickey D, right? Put it that way. And right. uh, <laughs> I wonder what you're looking at there, Chris. Uh, but but anyway, <laughs> I went to Mickey D's and got rejected because unless I'm an essential worker, <laughs> I can't get drive through McDonald's. You can't go to the drive through unless you're an essential worker. In That's working at night oh after after the curfew. Can you believe that shit? And I'm like, you're kidding. You're like, I'm like, man, you're not going to serve me. Not, not unless you got an essential work worker card, man. <sighs> yeah, you heard that right, folks. Uh, it's it, yeah, man. So Daniel Andrews, Go fuck yourself, all right? Man. For the last fucking time. Fuck that dude. Fuck everything. This country is turning to shit real quick. And yes, you're listening to the Wednesday Night Skirmish. That's right. That's on the right. PWC We're... Network. That's right. We're back. It's all back. The PWC Network is back. The Skirmish <laughs> is back. You're back. I'm back. We're back. We're back. Like, we're a team again, Jimmy. We like, are. uh you know, Jimmy has unkicked me through the barbershop window. Um, I saw Jimmy talking to my girlfriend backstage after we had a match, and I completely understood that it wasn't anything to feel jealous about. Um, Jimmy Come unkicked on. my leg out of my leg. Uh, 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 I gave Jimmy a painting of me as Intercontinental <laughs> Champion, and he just appreciated it and moved on. Uh, yes, the point is the tag team's back. Uh, we're back at it. Oh, and, uh, you know, you're listening to the skirmish. So thanks for coming, everybody. And thanks for being here. And, uh, you know, we're both stoked to be doing this again. No doubt, man. And it's funny because I've, I haven't promoted it yet. I want this to be a surprise. So our listeners get their minds blown. Right. So I just want to say, yes, the band is back together. <laughs> absolutely man yeah you you'll have to share it out on facebook for me for at least the next four days because i'm i'm banned from facebook for a week really yeah (laughs) why doesn't that surprise me oh my god dude so like this dude so you know how you get like uh, advertisements on facebook (laughs) right so there was an advertisement for this liberal politician right and right. it was like it was like his grandkid or whatever, right? And he's this adorable <laughs> little kid, right? But right. so I, I went on there and I literally I met like I said, you know, I, I'm you know I'm not searching you out. You literally came <laughs> onto my Facebook feed, you know, by paying somebody. So I'm going to tell you what I think. First of all, your grandkid's adorable. Congratulations. <laughs> and secondly, liberals have ruined this country. <laughs> uh, so, like. You know, I, I, to me, I'm like, that's pretty tame, right? Like, I didn't do it, well, anything real yeah. bad. But Chris, is it 2021 tame? <laughs> Fuck, man. You see so what I mean? This guy came, so this dude came on, and he was, like, obviously trying to start a fight with me, right? <laughs> right. And I had seen him, like, start a fight with uh, on, like, 18 other comments in this, <laughs> on this, on this fucking thing, right? 
And so he tried to start a fight with me and I posted a gif, you know, that troll gif where he's like shaking his head back and forth. <laughs> yeah. and it's just a troll, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I posted that. He reported me and I'm banned now for seven days for bullying. What? <laughs> <laughs> Remember kids, be a star. Fuck. <laughs> Dude, you can't say shit on Facebook anymore, but it's funny. It seems if you're North American, you 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 get suspended on Facebook. But moi over here, down from down under, down under, mate, right? Yeah. I can say wherever the fuck I want and I don't seem to get suspended. What the fuck's up with that, man? I, I think that Facebook just knows that all of you upside downies are going to be in concentration camps next year. So they're like, just let them have whatever freedom. Touche, we'll right, Chris? Touche. <laughs> for Christ's sake. Well, fuck Daniel Andrews again. Because yeah. you ain't holding me down anymore. I'm sick yeah. of it, bro. Why should I be worried? Why should I be like a little kid? Like I'm, like I'm four years old again. Like my parents are telling me, you better come home. By nine o'clock. Except yeah, if I was I, six, I would be coming home long before that, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But still. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. Um, plus, when you were a kid, you were coming home for uh, for Nitro and Raw anyway. So. <laughs> right. But I don't think it started yet when I was six years old, man, or four years old. So <laughs> I was watching professional wrestling, though, back then, believe it or not. So, yeah. Right on. In a long time. But let's get right into a freshly shat oh, dynamite. <laughs> oh, freshly squeezed. So, all right. Our dynamite starts off with Orange Cassidy. He's coming out for a match with Matt Hardy. Um, my first comment here is, God, I didn't miss this nonsense. <laughs> uh, they start off with dueling delete and soft kicks uh, before they get into the match. There's a lot of work on the outside. Um, Orange does a pretty good job of selling. Uh, throughout most of this, uh, you know, he's getting his ass beat, which is the right call. Um, but a as I'm writing this, like as I'm typing this, I also put dot, dot, dot. But I know they're going to fuck it up. Uh, which, <laughs> it always happens. It's Matt Hardy, bro. Fuck, man. <laughs> What's with Matt Hardy and hurting himself? I don't know. And there was a spot in this match, too, where Orange Cassidy does like a, you know, a dive on him, like right. a big splash sort of. And I don't know if it was Hardy taking it wrong or Cassidy doing it wrong, but Hardy, but Hardy falls back on his back. He does a back bump and Cassidy falls on Hardy's face. It's like, <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, freshly squeezed botch by the looks of things. Uh, yeah. Um, Cassidy at one point does like super weak delete chance, which I thought was kind of funny where he was just like very like lightly, like <laughs> moving his arm back and forth real like slow. Heil Hitler almost. Almost like a Heil Hitler <laughs> thing. And the crowd's going, delete, delete. And I'm just like, you fuck, see I the fans, crowds. bro, they're, they're pointing a bit north a lot when they're doing the delete. <laughs> they're doing this, dude. Oh, and God. I'm not talking about the fucking staying alive back in the 70s or whatever, you know, like oh. the disco song. Get me all disco inferno for that matter, but yes. it was a bit on the north side, shall yes, I say? They may be hailing the north wind. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Cassidy gets the win in the end here, and I just, uh, I just, I'm watching this match, and I'm just like, I, okay. I still hate Orange Cassidy. <laughs> this is not one of you know, like the, you know, like they say, like you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Uh, like not right. this. Nah, this. definitely not, man. And uh, really, I've got nothing to say with this, man. It was just, 
<laughs> it's everything that we expect. Botches, yeah. blood, and Matt Hardy hurting himself. Yes, and Orange Cassidy looking like a fucking idiot. Yep. Um, yeah, next up, we've got uh, Malachi Black. Is that right? Is that the name he's going with? I, th- I thought it was Malaka Black. Malaka. <laughs> if you take out the eye, you get Malaka. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm just saying. Why would cursing you at yourself... people in Greek already. But why it's would good. you call yourself Malachi? I, it, it's like a Jewish name, too. I don't, under, I don't understand. I guess Malaka is all elite, bro. Yeah, he's all elite Malacca. Um, anyway, this promo was a lot like his WWE uh, promos where he was like in a dark room, you know, waiting for someone to come to the dark room with him. But like in WWE, it almost seemed like he was waiting, you know, for like for people to come knocking on like, the door. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, knock, knock. Who is it? Yeah, it seemed a little bit like he was waiting in a room with holes, you know, and there was like he was waiting. Anyway, um, the verbiage here in AEW is better. So that's oh, uh, definitely that's good. That is good. It's definitely better. <laughs> Other than that, it's the exact same shit. Um, it's like, all right, great. You're in a dark room. Uh, you know what this oh reminds me of? Do you remember that show? Fuck, I forgot what it was called. It was like a cartoon. This is when I was young, right? I don't know if it was on in Canada, but more than likely because you guys get fucking our shit, British shit, and we get your shit. But do, I forgot what it's called, but it used to say, in a dark, dark house, in a dark, dark room. I think it was a British <laughs> sort of cartoon thing. And they were skeletons, bro. Yeah. I don't, it sounds familiar. You know, it sounds I'm very familiar. I'm telling you, man, that's those skeletons. I forgot what they were called, but I'll get back yeah, to you. I don't know. Every time I see this guy, though, I, you know, you know, he reminds me of a little bit is is the Crypt Keeper from Tales from the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> He's just like trying really hard to be spooky, but like at the end of the day, like He's just a Malacca, bro. Yeah, like you're just some dipshit in a dark room. <laughs> Like my kids are in their beds right now. They're sleeping because they're in a dark you know, room. In a dark room. <laughs> like my kids are as scary as Malachi Black. I, like I'm not. I'm not afraid of this fucking guy. And I'm especially not afraid of him after the main event here tonight. We'll get into that later. Um, anyway, next up we've got uh, Chris Jericho. He comes out. He cuts a really long promo. Like, yeah, baby. <laughs> like, yeah, he did. Chris. Chris. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Fuck. Um, from one Chris to another. And honestly, hey, we can call and, you from Winnipeg. From Winnipeg right. too. Fuck. Yeah. Chris. And I'm talking about Jericho. Just shut the fuck Jesus. up, man. Just. <laughs> man. Anyway, he, he's, I just hate him as a face. He's so just. He's aggravating as a face. Anyway, he cuts a yeah, long no, promo so about how fake, he should man. be able to beat MJF, and he's yeah, he's disappointed in himself because he, he should be able to beat MJF, and he's down on himself, and blah blah blah. He wants one more match, and if he can't win, then maybe he should just you know go into um, announcing full time, and you know the crowd's booing here, and no, no, Chris, <laughs> we love you, and I'm like, yeah, like replace Mark Henry, we'll be good. Oh Jesus, that's, man! That, that's for that's for another show, Chris. I'll get into Mark Henry <laughs> in uh, commentary. But oh yeah, God. look, man, uh, do we yeah. do we expect Jericho to retire? Well, yeah, retire or whatever against MJF. Is he surely going to lose for a third time 
running. I mean, I think that's the right booking. Like that's how you really build MJF. Right. Um, but the problem is like, is Chris ready to do that? And, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's wrestling, right? So you could retire and then come back a year right, later right. or whatever. Yeah, it true. Well, I'm hearing he's, he, he's about to go into a fuzzy tour. So, and he, apparently he's doing quite a few of those worldwide. So if that's true, maybe he will lose. Okay, well, now we know how they're going to torture the Australian people in the camps. <laughs> not me, Chris, not me, all right? <laughs> not you you not ain't me. going. That's good. Uh... Well, I hope not. not. At least not, you know, to my own, you know, intuition to go. Like, at least I'll get forced to go. Mm. And even that, I'll be kicking and screaming, I ain't going. All, all I know is that, like, if I if I do wind up with this with this job that I'm sort of you know finishing up training for at the border, I really seriously want to. You know how like the, the, they they're like, oh yeah, welcome to Canada. I really yeah. honestly don't hey. want to do any of that. I just want to like have a cold like you know a stone cold face and be like, hey, Paris, please, you know, like in, a, in like a really thick German accent, like hey, you're coming into Canada. Where's your papers? Papers, uh, papers, please. Papers, please. That's huge. You don't have your papers. Schneider. Your papers are not in order. <clears throat> papers. Uh, Welcome to the skirmish. Oh, fuck, man. <coughs> I'm choking, dude. Anyway. All right. Well, as Jimmy, well, as Jimmy uh, oh. you know, chokes to death. Um, <laughs> Must be COVID. Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Nay. <laughs> it's, co it's COVID. <laughs> All right. MJF comes out. He responds in the affirmative. Basically, just whatever. Friedman's good. I still really enjoy him on the mic. Yeah. Um, that's about that. That, that <laughs> says, like, yeah, we'll do the match kind of thing. So. Right, right. We'll do the match, and you should be afraid of me because I'm better than you, and you know it, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, next we up here, it. we've got a we've got a match. Um, I don't know. It, was it a match? <sighs> it it seemed a lot more like you know, like they just Olympics. It seemed a lot more like gymnastic routines that you've been seeing. You know, like I watched I watched the gymnastics. I watched because you know, <laughs> uh, that one chick wanted to smoke weed more than she wanted to get a gold medal. So that was right. that was cool. <laughs> right. Um, but anyway, I watched that. It's pretty cool looking, and that, I, I that reminded me a lot of Lucha Brothers matches. So uh, <laughs> you know, I was I was lucky tonight as uh, Lucha Brothers faced off against the Varsity Blondes, and it goes. I mean, exactly how you expect it to go. There's no selling everywhere. There's <laughs> no gigantic <refereeing>. moves. Yeah, <laughs> the refereeing is is non-existent. Tag team, you know, rules are just a suggestion. Uh, it's fine it's like tradition. everybody's working hard but it's like everybody's working hard and really <laughs> stupid <laughs> not only that they're trying really hard to get their shit in man you know what i mean yeah. like too hard and, you know it's almost like like we say down here in australia right <laughs> we yeah. call those cunts try hards try hards yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? maybe that's what uh -huh. the tag team should be called instead of the lucha brothers why not just call them the tryhards? 
I mean, I kind of feel like the whole division should be called the tryhards. Like every time there's a every time there's a goddamn tag match in AEW, I just hear the old like Benny hit the old like intro. It's just like oh no, you didn't do the quack quack. I did. Fuck. Why? Why? Uh, <laughs> now I'm gonna do the Benny Hill. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but but look, it would be a great match if it was in fast forward. Yeah, I mean, it's the Benny Hill like theme in the background. In fast forward, like in fast forward, dude. Like, yeah, literally. Like, no, nee, 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 nee. You know that's I mean? it. That's just they just <laughs> need to put that track over every tag team match, and it'll be great. Um, one thing I didn't mind. So the so the Lucha Brothers get the win. That was kind of obvious. I don't think anybody really thought that the the blondes were gonna nope. uh, win this. Um, it's like a double team pile driver for the win. Uh, it's hard to explain, but oh yeah, that was pretty cool. I've never seen that move before. I guess it was like a toss power bomb sort of thing, sort of, but like a fl- like a double flip. I don't know. It's yeah. just a tough to yeah. understand. Yeah, anyway, well, I did. We like don't know yet. <laughs> we don't know what yeah. the sheet's called. Maybe it's called the. You know what? It's, the... it's called the Benny Hill. I like. <laughs> or the I... Benny Hill. Yeah, <laughs> you get it. Fuck yeah! <laughs> oh god. Okay, I did you like just one Benny thing. Hillas. <laughs> I did like one thing about this this uh, uh... this whole thing here. So the Bucks, they come out, they try to cause a fight between the Lucha Brothers and Jurassic Express who are now there to shake hands because they're going to face it. off each other Thursday yeah, by by shoving them into each uh. other. And I like that it didn't work because most of the time in wrestling, this kind of shit works, right? You do something obvious and stupid and ridiculous and your opponent completely falls for it, right? You know, how many times have we seen this where a guy's winning a match and then, you know, somebody's music hits and he turns around and then he gets rolled up for the win? That happens all the goddamn time in wrestling. It's completely stupid. So I like that that didn't work here. So I'm going to, I'm going to give whoever's writing this show props for that. And whoever booked this match. <sighs> are we, are we looking at any suspects there, Chris? Like, <clears throat> uh, TK? <clears throat> yeah, TK. I... God, you're awful. <laughs> Booker of the year, bro. Now, Booker of the Year, <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh, and I saw a cool thing. I don't know if you saw this. Um, did you see, like, after, like, well, we'll talk about CM Punk a little later, but, like, he made his debut last week, right? Right. And then they had, like, the big, uh, you know, press thing afterwards where he was he was seated next to Khan oh, while they God. were taking phone yeah, calls. I saw right? it. I saw it, man. <laughs> and I was did cringy, you see that man. ridiculous moment? <laughs> it was just like, oh. Dude, Mouseman, what is wrong with you, you fucking <laughs> Oh, <tool>? Nick Houseman. <laughs> Fuck, man. What a fucking mark. Seriously. Yeah. Suck his dick any harder, man. I cringe for Nick Houseman as well, man. Oh, I, God. I know I used to listen to him, unfortunately, on on WrestleZone. I know he's moved yeah. over to Wrestle, Wrestling Inc., I think. He's moving up in the world, apparently. But damn, man. What the fuck was that shit, man? Oh, uh, that was hilarious. So they come on and they're like, <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to take uh, calls from... And then Punk is like, make sure you check if I've if I've got these people blocked on my Twitter, which is <laughs> yeah, kind of funny, right? He's, right? he's kind of a Punk is kind of a douchebag. Anyway, he is a right? douchebag. I, mean, I can't believe I mean, at least cry for this man. 
At like, least seriously. he's funny. <laughs> he's funny, but uh, he's such a douche. It's yeah, so true. He's, he's he, treats, he treats his fans like total rubbish, man. Yeah. Like, but he says, oh, make sure... You know, make sure that if I've got them blocked on Twitter or whatever, right? And, you know, it's like, okay, funny. And then you hear Houseman come in, like, yelling, hey, punk, hey, punk. No, you don't have me blocked. No, I, I covered your trial, remember? And punk goes, yeah, that's a good reason to have you blocked on Twitter. I'm just like, oh, fuck. That's right up there with fucking, uh, what's his name? Mike Johnson. PW Insider when Triple H absolutely annihilated him a a couple years ago but yeah man Nick Houseman no (laughs) don't ever do that again bro yeah no don't do that you you (laughs) sound like a total fucking moron (laughs) a full fucking mizark bro he's like he's like I'm a wrestling journalist (laughs) (laughs) you just journalismed all over yourself you (laughs) Oh man, did him Oh, Housman, Housman, Housman. How's yourself, mate? Don't ever make phone calls to professional wrestlers, okay? Please. Oh, dude. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. You know, you know, honestly, like what he reminded me of was I was telling you this story earlier. When I was like 12 years old, we used to go to Florida every year, and I, I met Scott Hall in the yeah. airport in Orlando right. when I was like 12, right? And um, he he was like he was he was actually like really nice to me because i just went up to him and i was just like oh razor you're like one of my favorites i love you know i love you man right like 12 years old right everybody's love you. 12. yeah <laughs> fuck you everyone's a market tw- <laughs> i wasn't right? yeah fuck you <laughs> you totally were um so anyway i, I you know i went up to him and I was like, oh razor you're like my favorite you know i love you man and he's like oh thanks kid you know he's like you know talking to me for a minute because i i wasn't asking him for an autograph or anything right That's and literally thing. like that like just before like and i watched this happen right because the guy <laughs> yeah. he comes down the escalators and i'm looking at him and he's this huge dude right with like this hair right that you notice right away and i was like is that scott hall and he's literally wearing a t-shirt that said anderson versus hall right so, <laughs> I know it's Scott Hall. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go see if I can, if I can say hi to him. Right. Just like shake his hand or whatever. Right. Cause I, I never did the whole autograph thing. Like I just wanted to tell people like, Hey, you're awesome. And I, you know, I love your work right. kind of thing. And so I'm, you know, I, I sort of walking towards him and I see he goes into the bathroom. So I wait, right. I'm waiting outside the bathroom and I see this Asian dude just like <laughs> run into the fucking bathroom. Like after him. Scott right? Hall. Oh my God, Scott Hall! <laughs> try to get a fucking autograph. So Scott Hall came out. He was like pretty pissed off, but like, and I came up to him. And I was like, "Hey, man, I, you know, hey Razor, I just wanted to tell you you're one of my favorites." And he was just like, "Oh, thanks, thanks." Dude. He was like really nice to me, but you could tell like, he was pissed coming out of that bathroom. He was like, "Fuck." Anyway, Houseman reminds me of that Asian guy. Like, you just know he would run into the bathroom to like shake CM Punk's dick or something. Like, shake his dick. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one, man. Fuck I mean, I mean hand. I mean hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Nick fucking Jisman. <laughs> please just stop it, man. So no more fucking calls. All right, please. That's enough. That's it's enough, enough. for most men. All right. Uh, <laughs> speaking of enough, let's move on here. We got uh we've got a women's match. So uh <laughs> Yeah. It's a women's match in AEW that uh, doesn't have Serena Deeb or Thunder Rosa, so you kind right. of just know what quality you're about to get. 
So it's Jamie Hader versus Red Velvet. Are you sure? Wait, before you continue, are you sure it's Jamie Hader? I. Oh, are you sure it's not Rey Mysterio? Yeah, Rey Mysterio's <laughs> face was her ass. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I could have sworn I saw Rey Mysterio. Yeah. But I mean, uh, in this like, case, it's, it's, yeah. is it, was it Rey Baterio? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, who Ray was that? Cucu- Rey <laughs> Uh, and in Greek, it's Ray Gugolio. Oh. Similar, you know what I'm saying? Oh, God. I'm just saying. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, look, well, I, I just want to say Jamie Hayter. I like her, man. She's tough, yeah. bro. She seems like she could probably have a pretty good match with someone other than Red Velvet. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I said well, it. Man, she looks tiny in every women's match now, dude. What is she, like three foot four? She looks tiny, and then her <laughs> offense is like clotheslines and stuff. And it's like, no. Rey Mysterio <laughs> never hit a clothesline on Kevin Nash. Like, I know that didn't fucking happen. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. No, I feel like Red Velvet's gone backwards, dude. Do you remember when she first, I think it was a debut, whatever, or Jade Cargill's debut, but do you remember when they had a match? Yeah, the very it wasn't first bad. one. It yeah. wasn't bad. I thought Red Velvet looked great, but it yeah. seems like she can't wrestle with anybody but Jade Cargill. I guess she's what you call what was that famous Canadian guy's name back in the day? That famous wrestler who wrestled Bret the Hitman Hart in a ten star match. Do you know what I'm talking about? Not a clue, man. Uh, oh my god, he's Canadian, dude. I don't know why the names aren't coming to me. Oh, is it Chris Benoit. God. No, 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 no. He was meant to be the next Hulk Hogan, man. I can't believe it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I can't remember his name either, but I, I yeah. And then, and then, like, Vince was, like, all convinced that he had, like, the next <laughs> yeah. Hulk Hogan. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, this is great shit, pal. This guy's going to be. <laughs> and then, like, he wrote, worked with literally anyone other than Brett. And then that was <laughs> shit. And it's like, well, maybe Brett's just really good. Oh, man. that's it. I remember now. Jeff McGee. Right, right. Jeff motherfucking McGee. I knew it was some kind of Irish or, or <laughs> Scottish name. <laughs> fucking Jeff McGee. Top of the morning to you, uh, Jeff McGee, wherever you are. <laughs> He's still around, dude. Actually, he got put in hospital because a bunch of thugs actually beat the fuck out of him, man. Jesus. And he's a lot older, man. True story. He nearly got, he nearly got killed. But uh, he's still around. He survived, man. So shout out to Jeff McGee. That sucks, yeah. <laughs> right. He still, he still lives in Canada, I believe. And uh, he had that right one on. match that made him famous against Bret Hart in a untelevised match. That yeah, only... like I kind of feel like you would have a ten star match with Bret Hart in his in his prime. I I, I really feel like I would have. A, I feel like Nick Houseman might have like a, <laughs> at least a three star match with Bret Hart in Bret Hart's prime. Like, Look, bro, <laughs> this is what you got to read for you smarks out there. If you want to learn professional wrestling, I suggest reading the Hitman book. Yeah. Well, probably one of the, oh, probably my favorite uh, book, dude. Actually, as a matter of fact, yeah, I mean it's history. awesome. It's it's got to be probably one of the top pro wrestling books ever. Like definitely. just super good stuff. Definitely, definitely, man. And and the Owen Hart one, I've got that too, which is done by his wife. That's mm-hmm. pretty uh, revealing. Put it that way. Yeah, it's heart wrenching reading. Literally heart wrenching. 
Definitely. And that's not a joke, folks. We, we truly mean that. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, also not a joke is uh, Jimmy Hater and Red Velvet, except <laughs> no, that is kind of a joke. No, uh, anyway, Hater, Hater dominates early. She's large. She's the shenanigans large. She's from the outside. She's huge. <laughs> um, <laughs> she, she, there's some shenanigans from the outside. Britt Baker sort of pulling on legs, et cetera. Because um, cheating isn't a thing in AEW. Not at uh, all. <laughs> yeah, Hater wins by pinfall. The heels jump red velvet. Chris Statlander comes out to interrupt. Uh, I don't know. Do you have anything to say about this match? Jimmy? Well, I want to call out, uh, and, and this is, uh, you know, D, my significant others, probably a lot of our listeners will know. She said <laughs> that she, that Jamie Hader, Jamie Hader reminds her of like a beefed up Becky Lynch. At first, I'm like, eh. But you know what? She's from uh, the UK, I believe. She kind of does look like... I know Becky Lynch is Irish, by the way. I'm just saying, though. You know, close by. But she does. She kind of... I can see it. She's a bit of a butch yeah. version of Becky Lynch. <laughs> exactly. Like... When the Vikings used to come across to the UK, Becky Lynch is the one that we would have kidnapped and we would have left Jamie there. <laughs> hey, she's not, an, she's not an ugly woman. Come on. I mean, she's all right. Yeah, she, no, but the Vikings she, only she took the best of the best. Like if, like Jimmy Hader would have been like trying to j- jump in the long ships and we would have just been like, no, no, we calm don't. down, woman. <laughs> we don't want you. <laughs> you stay um, here. But in all truthfulness, man, Jamie Hattie got the win, and rightfully so, because Red Velvet looks like, I don't know, man, she looks like not a, not a piece of cake anymore, but more like pie-faced cake, you know what I mean? She's all squashed up and shit. Yeah, it feels like being in AEW is not good for her, Like, because every single one of these guys in AEW, they think they know what they're doing, and they're <laughs> fucking terrible. <laughs> like, I... like Ratings, like, bro. I... Uh, ratings, yeah, ratings. demographics, bro. Yeah, SmackDown did a two point eight. Go fuck yourself with the ratings. Like you couldn't, you couldn't beat SmackDown with CM Punk's return. Ouch. Yeah. That's harsh, Chris. That's harsh. I mean, that's pretty harsh. It is what it is, man. But hey, facts are facts, right? We went yeah. from John Cena and Roman Reigns closing out SmackDown straight into CM Punk. You could have and, fooled me, bro. You could have fooled me. Yeah. Well, and, you know, speaking of CM Punk, <laughs> what happens next? Cult of personality hits. The crowd goes ballistic. I mean, CM Punk <laughs> is still a big deal to professional he is. wrestling Make fans. no mistake like, about it. He really is. Let's give him his props. Let's be real, man. You got your John Cena's, your Roman Reigns, and then you got your CM Punk's, man. Mm-hmm. You got to, you yep, got to say he's a he is a huge get for AEW. Let's let's be real. The fact that he signed with AEW has truly put him on the map, in my opinion. You know what I mean? And if yeah. you don't call them competition, Vince, <laughs> sorry, man, but you're out of touch big time because that. And let's be real, Daniel Bryan's also signed. We all know that. Certainly seems to be. Wait till uh, the final countdown plays as his theme. Mark my words, that'll be his en- entrance theme, 100%. I've always wanted to hear him use that again. It was awesome back in the Ring of Honor days, but in AEW, with the crowd going sick and the song, the final countdown hits, 
And then doo, 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 it's going to go bananas. It's going to go banana. Banana, like Pat Patterson would say. <laughs> I wonder what type of banana he likes, though, deep down. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's not going Maybe there. the same kind as Malachi Black. May- maybe, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Um, so Punk comes out. He's, uh, I, I don't know, this this new CM Punk thing where he's like, he's really he's respectful. And <laughs> he's, he's humble. Humble and he's he's just happy to be there. Like, I really, I want to see CM Punk be a dickhead again. He's way more entertaining when he's a heel. Truth be told, he is, man. But you know what? Like, look, good on him. He seems happy, man. He seems totally happy to be back. I think he's rejuvenated. He's looking good, man. For 42 years old, he looks pretty much the same. Yeah, sure, he's got a bit more white hair on the sides, don't we all? But other than that, 42, he's looking tip-top, man. No nope, motherfucker, you got black. none. I thought I saw one. <laughs> I thought I saw one, but maybe not. There might be one. Well, fuck you, Chris. I've got a few on the side, but you can't really tell. But especially here, see, you can see it there. It's starting in your beard. Right yeah. there, bro. Everywhere else, I'm cool, but god damn it. I hate getting older, bro. <laughs> fuck yeah, you for even going there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. Anyway, he uh, he says a couple of things here. So the crowd's chanting yes, and he says, uh, you're going to have to wait for that one. <laughs> they pop big for that. I mean, good for him. He, he definitely, like, he knows what the crowd wants to hear. Um, Absolutely. And I want to see Daniel Bryan in AEW, too. Like, I you know, I want to see him in a place where he can wrestle and have really great matches because he's capable of it. You know? Believe me, Chris, with, with the final countdown as his theme, he's going to be elevated even higher than you think, bro. Yeah. I mean, Trust so me. I, so I had, an, I had a thought right a while back about exactly how big this is for pro wrestling right now we're talking about pro wrestling i'm not talking about star power right but in terms of professional wrestling i believe that aew um in a matter of a couple of weeks signed maybe the best in-ring competitor in professional wrestling and maybe the best storyteller in professional wrestling in CM Punk. I don't think he's that great in the ring. He's good. I'm not saying he's, he's not good, good enough. He gets a psychology and that's what makes yes. him all right. And, and that's like, what I mean. He's a great storyteller. Right, right. Absolutely. And they're the most and, important things to have, dude. Yeah. Well, and what I was thinking to myself was like, this is almost like if, you know, let, let's say the, the screw job in Montreal doesn't happen. Right. Uh, Brett leaves. And then two weeks later, Sean leaves. They both go to WCW. That to me is pretty close to equivalent to what AEW pulled off. If they signed CM Punk and Daniel Bryan within a couple of weeks of each other. And now now remember, right. Bray Wyatt, if he's going there too, I mean, he's one of the best characters in wrestling. I, I mean, they're serious. If, if Vince is really thinking to himself, this isn't competition. Like, no, man, you, you, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta think about this. Cause, cause, cause this is big, you know? And you know, what's funny, dude, the, the last, the day Bray Wyatt got fired, Vince had a conference call and said, and I quote that we're more than happy to feed him more talent. Yeah. Maybe and he's we should about give him some more. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, is this man crazy? And what happens? Bray Wyatt gets released. I mean, these guys are absolutely feeding him top-end talent. Like, yep. why the fuck would you release Bray Wyatt? Now, I don't know if it's Vince or Triple H, really. 
I, I guess it's that that fellow Nick Khan, the the real Khan of the bunch, yeah. I believe. The the guy he doesn't fuck around, Chris. Yeah, Kublai Khan. <laughs> oh, he's more like fucking uh, Genghis Khan, bro. The way he fucking rules, bro. He's raping yeah. all the wrestlers, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, man. Like this yeah. guy is ruthless. And- one in six, one in six people in the entire world um, yeah. are said to be descendants of Genghis Khan. That's Maybe right. one in six wrestlers in the world will have been <laughs> fired by Nick Khan. <laughs> like uh, Khan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, this guy is no joke, bro. And and I mean, look at the releases. And I'm sure Buddy Murphy will probably sign there too. For you know. Mm. I mean, what the fuck? Very man? talented in ring. I'd I'd love to see something good happen for Buddy Murphy. Everybody's getting behind him, man. I don't know where he'll sign. I'm hearing he's going to sign with Impact Wrestling, but I don't know, man. I don't know if he should go there. Either way, even if he isn't on Impact, I'm sure we'll see him on Dynamite and Rampage and, and whatnot. So, yeah, I can see a bright future for him, man. I think he'd suit New Japan too, though. Yeah, I think you're right. I think either one of those places would be really good for him because he'd be able to blossom i think in either one of those promotions he's not a guy who's gonna really get over by talking no that's true but i mean honestly dude like you know chris benoit was one of the biggest names in wrestling for a very long time he never said shit true and you know what man if his mic work wasn't that bad i think it was exaggerated that that his mic work was just bad sure Sure, yes the vanilla midget tag yeah Uh, right and look really if if the rock you know what I mean? Stone Cold Steve Austin and the likes weren't around during that time. Would he be really considered that bad? No, I think you're right. I think <clears throat> I think he happened to be there at a time when two of the best like mic work guys ever. I mean, not to Stone mention Cold others Steve like Austin. Triple H too, and you know Mick Foley even. We can go yeah. on and on. Undertaker. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like Jericho. Jericho, exactly. I mean, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. We can go on and on. Like really. Yeah. Even Farouk yeah. was a fucking great fucking mic talker. Not so much his WCW days, but him as Farouk and not Ron Simmons, I, I, I actually I agree. enjoyed. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. He was good. Yep. I, I mean, honestly, man, you look back at some of the stuff that was that was done during that era, and yeah, like I think that I think that if Chris Benoit was active fifteen years earlier, he probably would have been a star. Like. Not on the level of Brett, but probably pretty close. Like he probably would have uh, had Brett was on another guns. level, bro. Especially yeah. on a worldwide basis. And I'm not talking about just Canada and, and in the States, like North America to be precise. No. I'm talking no, about no, worldwide, no. Europe. Yeah. Even down here, bro. Like he was oh, yeah. a even biggest I mean, man worldwide. Even in India. India. You know what I mean? Like they went to India and like sold out all these arenas and everybody was there to see Brett. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Remember that 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 video, the footage of him? Everyone's like, Brett, Brett. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people talk about Brett not having like not having sold. Like pe- people talk about Brett as having like not drawn. But that's bullshit. Oh, God, that's like, bullshit, dude. Business was down in the States, but everywhere else people were it like was booming. Give me Brett Hart. <laughs> Give me Brett Hart. <laughs> I want him now. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the Brett. Speaking of people who were really wanted, CM Punk (laughs) gets in the ring and he's talking. uh, He retires the the voice of the voiceless moniker. What? The voice of the Uh, toilet? He says he he doesn't need to be the voice of the voiceless anymore because here in AEW, the fans have a voice. 
I just thought to myself, <laughs> God, I wish they'd shut the fuck up. <laughs> that was shocking, dude. That was a big, like, yeah, punk. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, cool. <laughs> <coughs> I haven't heard that in a long time. Cool. <coughs> Don't, right. don't do that, bro. No, no. More, please. No. <laughs> uh, anyway, he talks about different wrestlers that he, you know, he's impressed with, and then he talks about Darby Allen, and he says he's not, he's not the biggest in the world, and he's not the strongest <laughs> in the world, and he's, he's not the best in the world, but, but he's getting there. And I'm just like, no, no, no. He's the best cruiserweight in the world. That's cool. We, we can say he's the best cruiserweight. He's the best cruiserweight. And he's a damn he doesn't good fucking flip. cruiserweight. Right. He just goes backwards. Yeah. No sleeps though. Anyway, he sets up the match with him and Darby at the pay-per-view. It is what it is. I, I didn't get much out of this, to be honest with you. Like, it's cool to see Punk back, but, you know, I don't know. I think that you need to follow up with something really impactful, and I don't think that this was enough. I agree, and I know what they're trying to do, man. And to be fair, we know Punk's going to win, right? No doubt about it, right? But if he truly meant what he said about putting over the younger talent, how about you losing in your home fucking town, man? That would right certainly be a statement. A statement. Yeah. That would be Darby Allen worldwide. That's what I say. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it really would be a big statement. But, I mean, but it doesn't really shock me. It doesn't really shock me that they didn't do anything big with him in his follow-up week. Um, although I will yeah, say that very... it was still better than week two of Sting. Like, <laughs> And I remember how excited you were. When he first appeared, that was during the COVID era. No fans really. COVID era. See how I, our fucking <laughs> expectations totally like <laughs> went down here, where we found that shit really enjoyable. Try watching that shit now since fans are back. Fuck that. But, but in saying that, yeah, it was very uneventful, man. I mean, you can't top that, dude. I think uh, we'll, we'll get into the rampage one more more in depth on our new show called carnage mm, where let there we, be carnage let there be carnage not a rampage a carnage right so we will be covering aw's rampage right which <laughs> i don't know the name's funny to me because you can say all sorts of shit with that but anyway <laughs> how do you top how do you top that shit off though man you know what i mean I mean, listen, the, the way that he came back is exactly what he should have done. He came out, he played to the crowd, you know what I mean? And they said, I'm back, I'm here to I'm here to have a Done the Michael Jordan statement, I'm back. Yeah, that's great. But then somebody should have come out and been his Isaiah Thomas. Ooh, like, what, and not, hit him? Yeah, or, <laughs> or, or they should have come out and just been like, it shouldn't have been Darby Allen standing in the fucking rafters. Could have been Bill Lambier, bro. Looking menacingly. Like, <laughs> like Bill Lambier. Yeah, like it should have been somebody coming out and being like, "Yeah, punk!" Like everybody's real happy to see you. You know, welcome back. But you've been out of the game for seven years, and at forty-two years the, old, and at all, you're forty-two years old. You've been out of the game for seven years, and at all out or whatever the fuck the pay per view is, and at all out, I'm gonna show you why you can't just come back to the ring. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show, you know what I mean? Like somebody should have come out and should have been promo, Chris. That's you know what I mean? Well, somebody should have been threatening, right? <laughs> and and don't, don't tell me Darby Allen was threatening by looking Sting. at him. No, not Sting. <laughs> they, they fucked Sting. Sting's fucked. <laughs> He's gone quiet. 
<laughs> they've gone backwards. I know, right. Done with them. They went backwards, dude. I don't know how how we got there, but they got there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you're right, man. It is what it is. Like I said, we'll get more in depth into that on our new show called Carnage. Yeah. But um, yeah, man. I mean, yeah. I don't know why that should have been. You're right. Somebody should have came out, clobbered the motherfucker, pun intended, right? Yeah. Because, yeah, it's clobbering time, clobbering fucking punk. You know what I mean? Yeah, they should have done that here. Oh. This week should have been an attack. Oh, well, yeah, like, yeah. Even week then. one should have just been, I'm here, well, you, know, you know, love me, you know, and then somebody should have interrupted and been like, I'm going to fucking kick your ass. Like right? a Jericho Rock sort of segment, you know what I mean? When yeah. Jericho first debuted, you know what I mean? Exactly, like- right? And then week two, you have Punk come out with his celebratory thing again and waving uh-huh. to the people and, you know, doing the British, doing the... Doing the little queen wave, you know. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Oh, we all have a voice what here. You? It's so lovely. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then have somebody come out of the ring and jump them, right? right. I, I don't know. It, to me, this shit is pretty easy to book, and I don't understand why they just keep doing this stupid shit. Maybe they'll have somebody do that, like, a year from now and then they'll be like see look we're booking properly <laughs> <laughs> they're good at masking their bullshit by saying they're doing long-term story fucking telling bro yeah fine but the but but the chapter i'm reading right now needs to be entertaining well what happened to adam page and that Ooh. so-called oh yeah yeah you don't know that adam page that cowboy i yeah i think he got hanged i think he got hanged man the guy drank a lot <clears throat> was that stone cold you're talking about Stone Cold. He was like Stone oh, Cold. Moxley? Is it Moxley drinking? Apparently. I I don't know, but he has a really awful entrance theme. Oh. Huh. Oh, well, anyway, whoever that guy is, apparently they had long-term story plans for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And apparently it went way back before AEW was even a thing. Oh yeah, no. He was he was telling a story, you know, way back then when he was with the mask and telling people they stank and whatever. Like, it's just about b- bullshit. Like, come on, guys. Yeah, like, just cowboy shit, bro. That's all it yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, and it really is like it's 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 sad because it's gotten to the point where AEW fans are a lot like WWE fans were, <laughs> right? Where it's like, everything is like, no, no, no. They've got a plan. They definitely they definitely know what they're doing, man. Like this guy's super fucking smart, man. Don't you know? <laughs> All the he's the, don't you know, man? Like he's the fucking Booker of the Year, man. And it's like, no. like Tony Khan, man. Tony like Khan, totally, he's man. so fucking smart, man. <laughs> Full fucking like, oh my god, man. <laughs> no, I just fucking no, bro. Oh man, that's no. a W fan base for you, man. It's. The Nick Beard's running wild, brother. <laughs> dude, it was like that, that dude that they showed, like the picture of the crying fan or whatever when one came back, right? It's not he's not a dude who's like who's like got like a tear in his eye. Like he's sobbing. Like like me the day that my daughters were born. You know? Like you know. He's sobbing dude. like that because a wrestler came back. It's like because it's CM Punk, bro. Come on, man. I cry, you cry, we all cry together, like, uh, bro. It's CM Punk, bro. Like I don't, I don't, like, damn, I don't, I don't, <laughs> don't dig, like I don't dig on the like on the British sayings very much. But, like, <laughs> you know, keep calm and carry on. Like, <laughs> keep calm and carry on. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Like, settle down. <laughs> Take it easy, fellas. Come on. Like, CM Punk wasn't dead. He just, you know, uh. he was just fucking his girlfriend and <laughs> pretending to be a UFC fighter. Like, <laughs> he didn't die. Uh, Bissing the world my ass. <laughs> yeah. Like if Owen Hart came back, I think uh, it'd be all, I think it would be appropriate to cry like that. Like, <laughs> I don't want to laugh at that, dude. But it's true. Yeah, that's that's what you call freaky shit, bro. You know. Like if, if Daniel came Benoit back. came out, you know, next week, <laughs> I think it'd be appropriate to sob like that. You'd be like, oh my god, <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense. But it's like, you know, Phil Why? Brooks. <laughs> Magnet <laughs> Punk came back and you're crying like a fucking You mean Cunt Muncher Punk? Fuck. <laughs> that's, a, ah. that's all sorts of myths, bro. What could he be fucking... What else could he be? Could he be... I'm sure it's not Chicago-made punk, right? Mm, yeah. Cheek Magnet Punk. Custard fucking Mango Punk. Custard Mango. <laughs> I mean... Jeez. <sighs> Whatever the fuck he is, he's still a punk, man. And that's it, man. No need to cry for punks, man. Curdled milk. <laughs> Curdled milk punk. Uh, Condensed milk hell. punk. Okay, all right. Let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah. So carry, next up, we've got... Carry a... more punk. Fuck <laughs> it. All right. Next up, we've got a shitty six, man. Um, it's Darby Mox and Kingston against uh, Nemeth, J.D. Drake... And Caesar Baloney. <laughs> what are you talking about the 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 cold cut? <laughs> Baloney. Honestly, like this looked like it was like so. It was not Dolph Ziggler uh, <laughs> teaming with the Big Boss Man. <laughs> and, you mean Big Bubba. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's, that's exactly the version that it looked like. Too, it was Big Bubba from WCW. You're like, isn't that the Big Boss Man? No, it's Big Bubba. <laughs> Big Bubba Rogers, to be precise. <laughs> like what? But he's Bye. also he also reminds me of Roadkill from ECW. Do you remember Roadkill? A little bit. The little fucking bit. crazy. Yeah. The fucking crazy. Um, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> Shit. Yeah. He kind of reminds me of that guy that uh, New Jack almost murdered in the ring. Oh fucking the mass transit. Mass <laughs> transit. <laughs> well, they're both dead. So uh, God rest both their souls, please. Yeah. They yeah, need like it. If, like, like if New Jack came out, you could cry the way that that dude cried. <laughs> and it comes out punk. to fu- <laughs> to to fucking you know, all you hear is wow, wow, yeah, mass murderer. <laughs> all right, I literally could not pay attention to this match because I was just like, this is stupid. Darby wins with his stunner thing, and then some guy in his underwear jumps him. I, who was that guy? Daniel Garcia. <laughs> I only fucking saw him because of the punk episode of Rampage, right? Where I don't know where I didn't even know this was a thing, but Daniel Garcia, that little surfboard, right, was feuding with Moxley, and he was in the main event with yeah. And I'm thinking, what the fuck is going on? And that would give me shit to Moxley, bro. Him and his two other AW. fucking pants. <laughs> but it seems it's the same thing. What the fuck did this match have anything to do with anything? And what the fuck is Daniel Garcia doing out in the ring? I mean... Like, like what the fuck was this match? Why was Darby Allen? There was no context. There was no reason for this match to happen. I, I literally almost wrote down negative one came and attacked Darby Allen. Because <laughs> I, like... Speaking of that... this kid in his underwear? 
Tell me you saw our boy Papa Don debut in AEW. Yes, I did. I was wondering what was gonna what was gonna what it was gonna take for me to actually want to watch Dark, and then I saw Papa Don was wrestling on Dark. I was like, all right, fuck it. I guess I'm gonna watch. I'm about to say like. <laughs> Like, I was proud of him, man. I spoke to him. Uh, you know, look, I, can, I guess I can say it now because it's it's done. But, you know, I, I knew he was debuting and it, and it was cool to know, man. You know what I mean? Before the fact. and sure. And it was a fucking cool thing, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't expect that to happen. And just for him to get that shot. But I, I'm only bringing him up because there was one thing I hated and I told him this privately. But I'll share it on the air. I said, anything I didn't like was fucking when <laughs> minus one kicked him out of the ring like hot garbage. Yeah. <laughs> that stung a little bit, man. <laughs> That's the only thing. I told him that straight out, man. I'm, I know others did too. But other than that, man, he looked great in that match. Yeah. He and really I mean, impressed his job. He, he did exactly what he was asked, what he was asked to do. And, right, absolutely. Um, you know, they didn't use him up to his potential. Nobody ever has. He really. did get his shit in, though, man. He looked yeah. good. I knew he was going to look great. Right. He looked, he looked, he looked great. fantastic. And I'm not yeah. saying that to be biased. You know what I mean? I truly mean that. He That match, he was smash mouth, man. He was fucking stiff and, uh, what's it called? Uh, Dark Order. Evil Uno and fucking. Yeah. And Grayson. Evil. Evil Uno and. Evil Bueno. Evil. <clears throat> evil. Quarente and evil. <laughs> evil Caliente. I, I, I don't know, man. Maybe Whatever. it's Evil Doe. And I'm yeah. not talking about fucking. Uh, it's the definitely other... not Evil Dose. No. <laughs> that's why I was alluding. That's why I said Doe in Italian instead of Dose. Spanish, ah, but you know what? Shout out to the dose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout outs. <laughs> Moving on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Th- so this was stupid, and I I hate Moxley's entrance thing. <sighs> it bothers me every time. Oh here. man, um, wild thing. You know, unfortunately, it makes my fucking head scream, bro. Mm. Especially when that chick is singing it instead. All I know is like we're gonna have a situation here where like wild things gonna hit, and Moxley's gonna come down to the ring. You know, and it's everybody's gonna be like, This song is really fucking stupid. And then and then cult of personality is gonna hit and it's gonna be like, Oh yeah, this is what good music sounds like. <laughs> Wild thing. First of all Shout I'd out be... to Living Color, by the way. <laughs> Shout out to Living Color. Hey man, and, and yes, for the people that don't realize they are all black. How good are they as a black metal band, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Track's gonna be pissed at you for that comment. <laughs> Well, why? It's true, man. What, man? Hey, I'll be honest I, with I'm, you, I'm, I'm just fucking... Hey, no, no, seriously. You know why I say that? Because when I first heard him, that, I didn't know... Man, they don't sound black until you see him. You know what I mean? And it's like, what? That blew my mind back in the day. You know what I mean? I was like, damn. Yeah. No, I, I get it, man. I, I totally get what you're saying. And, like, you and I are both kind of, like, naturally hip-hop heads oh, anyway. Right, exactly. So you're no used doubt. to, like... You're used to the one thing, right? So then, when when it's something different, you're like, "Oh, that's that's." It's like it's like when you when you see Darius Tucker doing like country music, it's like, uh-huh. what, "What? Wait, what? What? The what? The, yeah, the... yeah." No, because come on, man. What like... do you mean your dog died? Like, <laughs> but but shit, that's the track, man. I'm not trying to fucking. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, it tripped me out, man. Like I was like, "Damn, I would have never picked it." You know what I mean? And you just sure. wouldn't. Shout you out to track. Um, yeah, we, we love your track, um, and the PW but, hustle. But but listen, 
Zach is not a better MC than Nas. He's just not. Stop. Stop that. Okay. Stop. Stop that nonsense. Anyway, a uh, little conversation there with Nas. With, with he's Jack definitely way better, dude. Yeah. No. Exactly. Like, I'm gonna good. say it right I'm now. Not saying he's not good, but like, come on, it's Nas. What's the matter with you? Track. No. No. <laughs> All right. Just no, bro. We love you, no. but no. <laughs> no. <clears throat> That chance. Uh, okay, so <laughs> moving on here, we've got uh, Omega comes down to the ring. He cuts a promo. He's super annoying. Um, <laughs> He's Triple H, bro. When well, I'm sorry, wh- when did Branded Cutlass uh-huh. Supreme join Kenny Omega? The the when? world's most useless partner, according to Is Don that- Callis. Oh, uh, he's just there to eat the pin, right? Like that's pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, okay. that's that's his job, Chris. I believe is to eat the pin. Cool, very um, cool. Big star, yeah. Cutler. Hey, at yeah, least he can he, say he's main inventing fucking dynamite. I mean, he can. Yeah. Right. So who the fuck are we to somehow, fucking judge? <laughs> somehow that guy is in main events, and GGP is getting kicked out of the fucking ring by negative one. I'm just. Like, yeah, I know. That's one of true. these things, like one of these people is actually talented and it's not Cutlass. I'm, All I'm going to say is, man. Is it Cutler? It's Cutler. Yeah, like the Cutlet. You know what I mean? But anyway, I guess it pays to suck the Bucks dick for about 20 years, bro. I guess that's, uh, that's what I'm, that's what I'm gathering. Rancho Cuckamanja, bro. Get it? Cuckamanja. <laughs> 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 anyway uh, uh christian interrupts uh they talk at each other a little bit i'm gonna be honest with you i didn't think there was anything remarkable in this like back and forth between these guys like i like christian and i i like kenny but it just felt like spinning their wheels until next week you know what I mean? like spinning you know what their wheels fuck, until the pay-per-view i feel like ever since punk has come into aw i know it's only been close to two weeks pretty much right but he's taking the thunder away f- from everybody right now in a way mm-hmm. like he, he really has and I, i'm not saying it's his fault because it's not it's just how much of a mainstream star cm punk is compared to most of the roster do you know what i'm saying yep yeah and i, I mean, feel like I it even mean... takes the thunder even from kenny even slightly well, i don't know like they <clears throat> i mean they already had him lose to christian which right like, Which is weird, and that that was an opening match too, wasn't it? Like, yeah, it was right on Rampage on the first Rampage. Yeah. <sighs> and that was a good match. It started off slow, but it was a good match. And in the way, I mean, it's a fantastic match. Any match between Kenny Omega and Christian is going to be good. Like, right, those guys absolutely. can work. Two Canadian fucking greats right now in yeah. professional wrestling. I mean, Christian's definitely a great, and Kenny's yeah. on his way. Hopefully, I, I I think Kenny. I think you can say Kenny's a great wrestler. Like, oh, in ring, he's he's one of the best. Period. In all of professional wrestling, I'm talking about in terms of skill set, move set in the ring. Yeah, I think he's hard his to beat, promos man. are still whatever. But I mean, yeah, sure, I can agree. He's not the best promo guy, yeah. but but you know what, man, he can cut a promo when he wants to. Yeah, yeah, he's not mean? bad. He's not no, a bad no, promo. He's not, just no. I find his character to just kind of be whatever. Right now, like I don't know if you remember when he first debuted that that fucking beard, mustache, whatever the fuck, the Lemmy sort of fucking look. Mm. I knew straight away he was trying to conjure up fucking Triple, Triple H. H. Yeah. All from what he said in his first promo with that look. I woke up feeling like a king. 
<laughs> I wonder who was who was he talking about? The yeah. Kings, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, Kenny and his goons jump cage. Uh, cage gets saved by Kazarian. The elite hunter, oh. bruh. Yeah. Boom. He's the elite Boom. hunter. He's like, <laughs> you know, take hunter. care of the elite, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I Like, I love Kazarian and Ring, but it's like, I'm, I'm not, I don't know, for whatever reason, I just wasn't really into this. And I like both of these guys. Like, I love Christian. Like, he's one of my favorites. And Kenny is like one of these guys who's really grown on me, you know, in the last year or so. But it's like, I don't know, just something about this is like, okay, get in the ring because that's good. But everything else is just kind of like, meh. First of all, I don't know why we're getting them in a pay-per-view, I assume, main event possibly, right? In a marquee matchup. We already just saw it two weeks ago on, on Rampage. That was a great match. I don't really want to see it all, all over again on a pay-per-view personally. I know it's going to be great, like you said. But it's going to be same old, same old. You know what I mean? Pretty much. I mean, yep. you know? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a really good match, but it's like, I don't know. I, I don't know what they can even do to make it more interesting. I, I think the problem is you've got an established guy versus an established guy, and it's just kind of like that's not that's not what I think most people tune into AEW for. It's definitely not what I'm tuning in for. I don't want to oh, see – I don't want to see – I don't want to see two guys who are already surefire Hall of Famers just wrestling each other for whatever reason. Like to me, it's like I want to I want to see upcoming guys getting the the rub from from these older dudes. Do you know what I'm saying? And I don't know if that's what it is or if it's just that I've watched so much of Christian and so much of Kenny over the last year yeah, that I'm yeah. worn out. But I'm just not interested in this program. Yeah, and and I, I'm I, I totally agree. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm I'll I'll probably enjoy it. Yeah, the match really, be great, right? But when you look at the whole card, look at the whole card properly. All the matchups are really stupid in some ways, yeah. and just all over the place. Like, not every match, like MJF Jericho again. We're going to see. We saw it not long ago, right? Um, Will Hobbs and Brian Cage, whoopity whoop. Yeah, like who fucking cares? Who fucking cares? Even Darby Allen and CM Punk is a bit suspect. I don't. To me. I don't like the match. I don't. Right. I don't like that match. Like, unless you're gonna do a thing where CM Punk turns heel, but I think it's even too soon for that. Like, even as somebody who really prefers Punk as a heel, how I cool would have it been if he fast. came out as a heel from day dot, bro? Like he rocked up to the crowd and just berated him for fucking calling him a fucking fake fighter like crap yeah. mma fighter just shat on him you know what i mean yeah no like he's know, all screaming I, for my I name i hear you i've heard you at every show screaming my name cm punk cm punk you know the only <laughs> thing i've thought of over these last seven years when i've heard you is how much i wanted to shut you all up yeah, like, yeah, uh, and not even speak uh, my name. I didn't want to come back to professional wrestling. I had to fucking cry every day. You know what I mean? Matter of fact, matter <laughs> of fact, don't call me CM Punk anymore. <laughs> just call me Chicago Punk. made nothing. Just call <laughs> me Phil. <laughs> Brooksy. 
<laughs> so you just call him Brooksy. <laughs> From now on, he's fucking skunk, <laughs> skunk Brooksy. But anyway, would have been good. Would have been good. It would have been good, but but he didn't. Uh he did not. Anyway, <laughs> next up here, we've got another shitty six man. So we're just rolling through the shitty six man. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Uh, it's the factory <laughs> against the gun club. Ugh. I I don't I don't know who any of these people are. I, I don't. <laughs> I knew Q, QT Marshall for like a week was was feuding with Cody. I'm guessing that didn't it's go well. It's QT Marshall. Yeah, we get that right now, Chris. Right? Cutie, <laughs> as in the Netflix movie. Yes, cute Cutie Marshall. Um, that's anyway, French for Marshall. And then and then Billy Gunn and two guys who look like Billy Gunn. But not as impressive. <laughs> look, the shorter version. They look like the like... wish.com versions of Billy Gunn. <laughs> the shorter one that looks like Billy Gunn, the one that came out from the left ball sack, I believe. Mm. Um he's he sort of gets it, but his look is a bit off. And then you got the tall, lanky sort of one who looks exactly like the real version. Mm. But he came out of the right fucking ball sack, apparently, and uh he just doesn't get it. Like he doesn't get this like wing psychology. He's just mega green. He's been green for a long time. I see. And I he's see. it's just looking at even greener. So I, I think he won't even last as a professional wrestler. I said it. Remember I said it. I, I think there's a good chance of that. <sighs> um Yeah. I don't care about this match. So the gun club win via roll up. Because the big show distracted QT Marshall. Pew, 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 pew. I'm not talking about uh, Ricochet. <laughs> yeah, we're getting a WWE match. Yeah, I don't. I really don't care. So, so big show is going to face QT Marshall. Is that what's going on? I think so. But why are they feuding? I don't even know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Are we going to expect a certain roads to appear and pave the road for Big Show to win? I, I mean, he must. Be, I mean, he's got to do something, right? Because Malachi uh, Malaka. Black. Yeah, Malaka Black. Like, I, I saw this. I was, you know, I, I haven't been paying super close attention to wrestling, you know, in the last little bit. But I did see that Cody lost to Malachi Black and, and then proceeded to basically cry like the CM Punk guy uh-huh. um, because he lost a match. Uh... He cried like Ric Flair did after his retirement match. He even cried like Ric Flair did when he won his first ever WWE World Heavyweight, or should I say WWF World Heavyweight Championship back in 92 at the Royal Rumble. With a team A match. Woo. Woo. <laughs> Cody, man, he lost the match, and he wants all the attention for it. Like, Dude, calm down. Fuck, <laughs> exactly. Calm down, Cody. It's one loss in, like, I don't know, 10 years, it feels like. I mean, Honestly. seriously, it's not the end of the world, brother. <laughs> now, nah. nah, look, I'm sure Cody will come back looking stronger than ever, dude. Yes, I'm sure he will, and his wife will be there, and his child will be there. Right. And- They'll the be family. on TV. The whole Nightmare family do because they really bring nightmares to all the viewers out there. They'll be on TV, that. and that's and that's what they really want. Yep. AEW's next fucking uh, Hot Couples show will be starting soon. Oh, I my believe. God. 
Yep. Jesus. Okay, so moving Jesus. on here, we're going. Yeah, Jesus. We're moving on into the main event here. Is we've got Malachi Black uh-huh. and Brock Anderson, who is Arn <gasps> Anderson's son. I thought you were going to say Brock Lesnar. I was going to be like, I was about to fall off my chair. Yeah, like <laughs> what? This is a return. Like, why not uh, just take uh, the Brock out and just call him Anderson's fucking sperm? Why not just call him Anderson'son? <laughs> why not call him B W Anderson? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god alright this match was ridiculous um, they started off kind of working it as like a bit of a striker versus grappler uh, thing with Except. Brock Anderson being the quote unquote grappler who has never had a professional wrestling match so why is he a grappler I mean, oh, and he acts so hard to act like he's old man I mean shit I don't want to shit on the kid too much but dude yeah. you got a weird body <laughs> and listen, if you're a second generation wrestler, you got to find your own fucking niche, man. Like, there's nothing yeah. worse than somebody like Cody Hall coming out <laughs> in his dad's trunk with his dad's music, doing too his dad's sweet. doing his dad's too sweet to the ring, and then getting on the mic and being like, "Services." Like, no, just don't. Like, for fuck's sakes, <laughs> it's okay to have a callback, yeah. right? Like, Cody Rhodes is the American nightmare. Like, you know, he's changing things up a little bit. It's okay. If Cody would have come out in fucking polka dots, everybody would have been like, hey, <laughs> fucking get off my screen. <laughs> and grown out his hair with curls. Fuck. <laughs> oh, would that make Brandy? <laughs> I don't want to say it, man, but. <laughs> oh, my God. Who uh, was fucking Dusty Rhodes' manager again? I don't know. <laughs> Sapphire, sweet Sapphire. So I guess yeah. we'll get sweet, sweet brandy. Sapphire, baby. <laughs> yeah. Sweet Sapphire, baby. <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh. Anyway. It is okay. what it is, man. Yeah, this match is quick. Um, Pretty quick. Uh, Black gets the win with his kick. It should have been even quicker, but I mean, okay. I got, <laughs> it's, it's fine. I'm not going to hate it. Arn gets into the ring to defend his son. Uh, Black goes to kick him, and then Ar- Anderson gets his arms up, though, and blocks it. And then, <laughs> and then uh, evaporates in a black hole. <laughs> and then and then Black boots him in the balls and then delivers <laughs> the kick. Uh, here's the thing. We all love Arn Anderson, okay? I mean, everybody loves and appreciates Arn Anderson. Force a baby. <laughs> yeah, but, um... But if a 70-year-old man can block your finish by just putting his arms up, uh, your finish sucks. Like, My luck of black. That's all I got to say, bro. It's it's not a finish if a 70-year-old man can just put his arms up. and that's. It must be the end of season. That's like that's like a sharpshooter in 2020. Your finish is fucked. It's not a finish. He said it. Fuck. It's so true about the show. Like that, that's like, you know what? That's like, I was going to say, that's like a DDT in 2020. That's like yeah, a Canadian that's... destroyer anytime in AEW. <laughs> Fuck this company. And exploded uh... suplexes. They love exploded suplexes. <laughs> that Canadian destroyers. Uh, numero uno, man. Motherfucker. <laughs> Number one. 
Oh, you'll, you'll hear me talk more about that um, uh, on the car on the on our new show, Carnage. <laughs> hear about the fucking Canadian destroyer, as there were three Canadian destroyers in the match, <laughs> and none of them were the finish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that fucking wraps it up, Chris. <laughs> that about wraps it up for us. Um, thanks for listening again, everybody. We're super happy to be back. And uh, yeah, you can listen listen for Carnage and uh, listen for us next week. We'll be we'll be back again as long as Jimmy doesn't get put into a concentration camp. Uh, I'm locked up for now, but not anymore. <laughs> yeah, we love you guys, and uh, thanks for listening, Jimmy. You got anything to say? Well. <laughs> I'm just happy to be back. I'm happy to be back with the with you, Chris, and the band is back together. And just remember, we are now on the PWC network at podbean.com. So please like and subscribe there. Uh, you check out our new show, Carnage, which is coming right up as well. And Chris, man, like I said, it's been a pleasure, man. So in saying that, I'm Jimmy T. He's Christopher Ams. And you've been listening to the Wednesday Night Skirmish right here on the PWC Network. Peace.
Introducing first, from Amsterdam, Netherlands, weighing 219 pounds, Malachi Black! Malachi Black is a dangerous hybrid of professional wrestler and Dutch Muay Thai practitioner. The man that, as you see, obliterated Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I'm afraid what Brock Anderson has gotten himself into, guys. I, I really am. He's a wonderful young athlete on the beginning of his career. And I get it, family, but he doesn't need this. This, of course, will be Brock Anderson's biggest test. Not only his young career, perhaps the biggest test of his life. Yeah. And we will have our main event matchup, Malachi Black versus Brock Anderson. Black gave Brock Anderson the opportunity. We heard from him earlier. He said, Brock Anderson, if he rolls out of the ring, he takes the count out, all will be forgiven. But well, I don't think that's going to happen, quite frankly. Andersons don't give up. Especially a kid that's got Arn Anderson's blood oh. running through his veins. Another hard strike. You mentioned earlier the Muay Thai background. For a lot of folks that don't know, that's a whole lot of striking. It certainly is. Dutch Muay Thai is, uh, for lack of a better term, kickboxing, though it differs from traditional Muay Thai because it's not so much boxing-based, though Malachi Black is using his hands. It's more about those chopping kicks to debilitate your opponent, to take away their mobility. Right in front of his father now. It's got to be hard for hard to take, Tony. Yeah, I think that it, the towel there. He's, he's, got, he's got the white towel in his left hand. And Arn, Arn Anderson, he was going to throw it, and he... But, I mean, I've, I've never known Arn Anderson. And Black is telling him, pick it up and throw it in. And, and look at look at the face of Arn. He's so conflicted about this, but it... Oh! Arn shots right to the quads. It's a pretty sound stretch. I, I, think, Brock, I think Brock may be bleeding already here. On the forehead. Brock Anderson. Oh, hell no. Guy Black. Oh, no. Boom. Oh, the exploder. And Tony, that might have been that, uh, I think it might have been a left hand. Black may have a strange personality. We don't know for sure. All oh! But that he does as well as anybody in the entire world. There's not a professional wrestler here or anywhere else that's more proficient and deadly with their kicks. And remember, that is how, that kick is how he took out Cody Rhodes. And he took out Arn Anderson, too. Arn had a chance to throw the towel in. He did not. And there's a result. He made Arn think about it, look at it, see the results. No winner of this match. Malachi Black. Black leaving the ring, which I'm going to have to have, quite frankly. Uh, he made sure. Oh, no. He left the ring to get a steel chair. Arn Anderson entered to help his son. This, this can't, this, this, no, this can't happen. Get the kid and go. Get the kid and get the hell out of there. Security, get some referees somebody. somebody. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Paul, Jim. Paul Turner needs to. Look at the face of Arn on that. Standing right in front of his fallen son. Then get rid of that chair, we'll fight. There goes the chair. And Arn 
Art Anderson squaring up, but oh! Oh, he blocked it! Arm bump the mid kick. Hitting Arn Anderson is what, Malachi Black. What the hell is wrong with Malachi Black? He has laid waste to the Anderson factory. He's laid the Anderson family. He's laid waste to Cody Rhodes. Malachi Black may be unstoppable. He's a bad son of a gun. Let me tell you this. I'll use the term educated feet. How about the, the valedictorian and the salutatorian? Vincent members. That's a difference maker. This guy can be a champion with one kick. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, next Wednesday night back here on TNT at the Now Arena. Wait, wait, look at this. Lee Johnson, part of the, the Nightmare family. Shawnee Lee. He needs to pull these guys out. Yeah, keep your eye on Black. And Malachi Black taking the lead from the ring. Lee Johnson, one of the great young athletes in AEW. A member of the Nightmare family. And he's keeping his eye on Malachi Black. from the Houston show thinking, I'm just not getting through to you people with the tough love approach of telling the truth about this dumpster fire of a professional wrestling company, and something occurs to me. What is rule number one in running a business? Know your customers and give them what they want. Here I was, blaming AEW for feeding you chicken shit, knowing you mindless millennials would be eating it up as if it were chicken salad, when it's really been your fault all along. You actually want to see some 12-year-old looking dorky gymnast that I would stuff into a locker back in high school get on his knee and propose to his girlfriend instead of getting into a fist fight. You want to see the bastard child of Marilyn Manson and Tony Hawk skateboarding into the arena while reading a comic book. You want to see some lazy douche in tight jeans and sunglasses wrestle with his hands in his pockets so he can feel cocky in the ring. What you don't want to see is real men because you are not real men. You don't want to see tough guys because you're not tough. Soft and weak wants to see soft and weak. You want to drink your $8 soy lattes, watch videos on TikTok, and go to wrestling shows in safe spaces where it's perfectly acceptable to break down and cry like a baby because your favorite wrestler shows up to work? You don't have to own the toughest team in the world to realize your generation needs some help. And the only way I'm going to help you is by providing role models for you to look up to. Real men who will stand up to the woke masses and show you the way. Real men like former mixed martial arts fighter turned professional wrestler Scorpio Sky. Real men like lifelong martial artist and double black belt in both Taekwondo and Karate, Ethan Page. Men of the year who will stand up for you, fight for you, and set an example for you and your children. God forbid you have any. But who knows, there may still be some hope for you.